everyone. It is so great to be thinking of each of you. I have missed sharing podcast time, but have sure enjoyed a season of writing and really appreciate your prayers as I've been on a bit of a hiatus. I wanted to re-release this episode, though, that discusses difficult mother-daughter relationships as we are getting close to Mother's Day. Blythe Daniel and Helen McIntosh wrote this wonderful book called Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. Our podcast recorded earlier helps walk you through the steps to restoring a relationship, yet also offers freedom when you aren't able to mend or reconcile. So I hope you all will tune in and re-listen to Mended if you have a difficult relationship with your mom. You can order that book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Book Distributors, and other sites if you just Google it. I wanted to let you all know, though, that this wonderful duo of Blythe Daniel and Helen McIntosh has another book that's out that I absolutely love that is a wonderful gift for your mom. It would be perfect for Mother's Day. I gave this to my own mother, and it expresses so much of what's in my heart for my precious mom. There are the sweetest sentiments that capture how I've seen and appreciated the countless ways that she blesses my life. This beautiful book is a wonderful gift, and there's a great section in the beginning where you can write a special note to your mom, and then the pages just discuss beautiful things that you share. I especially love a little couple of pages about praying for each other, and there was another one I really loved called Bringing Loose Ends Together. My mom has a wonderful way of doing that, and it really helped me express how I feel so much gratitude toward her for that. So thanks again, listeners, for tuning in. You can order these books from Blythe Daniel and Helen McIntosh on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Book Distributors. And let's re-listen to this podcast together. Thanks, everyone. And we have Blythe and Helen here, and I would love to have them say hello and introduce who they are. They've written a wonderful book called Mended. Hi, I'm Blythe Daniel. I'm the daughter and I have two daughters myself. I have um, an almost 14 year old daughter and I have a 12 year old daughter and a 12 year old son. So yes, they're twins. Um, So I am so happy to be joining you today, Charlotte, with mom, because we, like you, have a passion for relationships. Um, And being that this is the Empty Nest podcast, I can only imagine that there are women that have said goodbye to a daughter or maybe a son um, this fall with going to college or starting a new job. And there is there's probably some regret of I didn't handle well mm-hmm. um, our partying or I didn't, I ha- I'm not handling it well, but they're gone right now. And so, um, but then there are other moms that, you know, they're not at that point yet. And, and they're looking at how am I going to do this year different? We're early enough in the school year where, um, where people are thinking about how can this year be better than last yes. year or the last two years. So anyway, um, I am a wife and a mom and a daughter, and I live in Colorado Springs with my husband and we both work in ministry. Um, really, I, I feel like working as a literary agent, helping writers get their books published is a ministry because it's telling people's stories, helping them share their messages. Um, but we're really involved with our church youth. And so we just have a passion for relationships. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And a little sidebar, Helen, I want to get right to you, but listeners, you're not (laughs) going to believe how God like brings people together. So those of you that follow the podcast have heard Blake Brewer, who is on talking about the Legacy Letter Challenge. You can go back and find that podcast. So Blythe is representing Blake now, and I was with Blythe at a writer conference that was life-changing for me and got to meet her in person. And she is the most precious tiny little thing. So I can't imagine the twins in your body. Uh, <laughs> That's wonderful. I can't believe you had little, how, how much did they weigh? Um, thank you for that, Charlotte. You're welcome. Um, so my son was, was four pounds and my daughter was like almost five pounds. So okay. um, they were little, they, they yeah. were little, but you're just precious size. So y'all, I hope you see her someday. And so anyway, it's neat that God kind of crossed our paths before we even knew that we would do this podcast. And so welcome to mom, Helen. We wouldn't have Blythe without Helen. (laughs) Oh, you're so gracious and kind. Well, don't we love stories and how people meet and how they grow and how they get restored and rescued? I 
Blythe and I have a heart for rescue and restoration, so I hope you'll hear that in the podcast today. But our story started in Dalton, Georgia. It's in northwest Georgia, where I live still. Blythe flew out of the nest and went to Colorado. But I'm happily here with my husband, Jim, and then our son, Brian, and he and his family live in the area. So I'm happy to say that I'm here. Um, I have enjoyed studies in counseling. That was the heart God gave me. So I have a doctorate in counseling psychology and have written a number of books. So those are my passions besides my family. They are the main ones. And I love that we're on empty nest because that is a real part of life in my story. I think when she went off to college was the, the, the moment God put a billboard up and said, y'all need some work here. <laughs> you need some construction here. And what we began to see is that because of a difficult relationship with my mother, which we'll share bits and pieces of, uh, I had thrown so much love Blythe's way that we even call it in the book uh, over love. That's a nice way of calling it codependency. (laughs) But on my part, um, I I really did uh, choose to let go and, you know, did some teachings on letting go, but I didn't know how to do it well. And so we certainly had our issues there. I wish I had known so much more about grief because the despondency that I felt when Blythe left for college was just staggering. I had no idea why I felt so terrible. And as I said, codependency was a part of it, but I, I believe if I had known a little bit more about the grief process, which is losses and changes, that I would have been healthier. We did a, some prep when Blythe left as far as we sat down as a family and we each read a page that we'd written on blessing Blythe. <laughs> and so that that was our little ceremony. But we have learned much since that time. And I'm happy to say that um, our relationship has gotten even better if that's possible, but it's just been a great um, teaching for both of us as because we care so much about relationships and we see many hurting in yes. our world. Well, many- and, yes. And listeners, I want to, I want to also applaud both of these women. I'm looking at the back of this beautiful book. It's a pretty shade of green. You can find it um, lots of places on Amazon, uh, all, a lot of places. You all tell us where you can find this wonderful book. It's by Harvest House Publishers. And um, what I love about it, this is funny, y'all. I went to try to get a new sewing needle because I can't see anymore to put the thread through the needle that I have. And so I love that y'all have a, a great needle with a big open eye <laughs> on your, it's in the art on your book. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know how it's mended yeah. but the, the needle. I'm like, you can thread that one. So that's a good one. But these ladies both have wonderful <laughs> careers. Listeners Blythe has written for Um, Focus on the Family, has written for uh, Christian Retailing. And then we have uh, Dr. Helen, thank you for guideposts and and for parent life and home life. So there's a lot of wonderful insight. And these women have have put their hearts into this book. I loved this book and I can't recommend it highly enough. So I want to thank you both. I finished it. I love it. And you really can be restored when your relationship is frayed. And we're going to dive in about how we're going to do that. And listeners, um, y'all know I've had Stacy Eldridge on. She's a precious person from Wild at Heart. She highly endorse, endorses this book. And they have several other in, endorsements. And it's, it's just wonderful. So thank you all. Um, and listeners, I want to give one away, too. So if you log on to charlotteguest.com, go to the contact. And if you send me requesting book mended, I will get one to you and I will be able to do that for a couple of listeners. So please do that and let me hear from you. So girls, we're going to dive in a bit here about um, you all are very passionate that you believe that mothers and daughter relationships can be 
beautiful or difficult. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, I'll start off by just sharing that, you know, what mom and I have now is something that we have worked hard to get. And I think that in our society, a lot of times we, we just, if something doesn't go the right way, we're quick to just say, well, this is just not meant for me, you know, and, and some people have worked years and still not gotten a really close relationship. And they've just sort of given up and said, I just don't think that that's for me. And so we're here to give you hope that regardless of whether or not your mother or daughter comes closer to you, you can still be okay. Um, that your heart is good and you can still live a good life. And I think that for where it does go wrong sometimes, where it gets hard and sticky between mothers and daughters is partly because some mothers have abandoned their role. You know, there's just this splintered modeling of motherhood. Um, and so that's why we need Jesus, the restorer, to come in to those places that have been abandoned. So mm-hmm. Um, you know, some moms have, have not been there for their daughter. Some daughters have had to raise themselves or there's just been a lot of fighting in the home, but there's just been a lot of disagreement. Like maybe there's not something that's like big that you can point to, but, but in the culture that we live in, we are, and, and women are very strong by nature, very opinionated. Yes. And, and we, as mom and daughter here, uh, Blythe and Helen are, are two women that have pretty strong minds. <laughs> Wouldn't you say mom? I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that that's where it gets tricky is that sometimes you, you have this bubbling under the surface conflict or strong opinions, but then also you have some moms who just haven't done their role as a mom. So that, that would be my thought, mom, what, what are your um, thoughts on oh, that. that was a great, great start, Blythe. And I think we'd agree that most of these heartbreaking relationships are from broken promises, broken conversations, just so much unfinished work. And and we want to encourage your listeners, Charlotte, that <clears throat> we won't be, at, we're not in the business of repairing things that over the years have gotten in trouble. But we want to encourage your your listeners that they can begin. And it's quite simple. In other words, the rescue, it can happen in five minutes. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's, there's a lot of fields to plow eventually. But the, the road back, is wide open and it does not take that long. And I think the enemy of our souls deceives us at times thinking, oh, we'll never be able to resolve this. But he is, God is such the restorer. And we just love all the R words in scripture, restore, rebuild. And the book really was built off of Isaiah 58, 12, where he calls us to be repairs of the breach. And Blythe and I, I have lovingly given your readers the, um, I would say, three dozen or more conversation starters, you know, just a couple of lines that can be said by a willing woman, in other words. Helen, I'm so glad you brought that up because, um, listeners, if you go to OurMendedHearts.com, there is a free printable, and I'm looking at it right here, that it's beautiful, and it's, um, we all need help, and we all need to, to just have something that, how do I start that? This is a beautiful, free, printable thing that you can print out to get started. And, you know, girls, I was thinking about something, Helen, as you were talking um, about, I love this about our Jesus, that he did not come to earth to take sides. He came to take over and there Mm -hmm. is a mother's side. There is a daughter's side. There's always two sides to anything, but aren't we thankful that Jesus came not to take a side, but to take over. And this book helps walk you through how through Christ and how just reading through some wonderful practical advice and tips, you can do that and you can start today. And that's a great segue. Ladies, how do we initiate restoration? How does it even start when you haven't spoken for a while? Do you know, Blythe, may I interrupt? And just this very week, I spoke to a young woman who she and her mother have not spoken in a very long time. And they're 
had a real impasse on a disagreement about some issues. And Blythe and I have a whole chapter, I believe, on um, differing opinions, but you can still have the relationship. And so if your listeners could chew on that for a moment, in other words, we're not saying that we have to agree on the issues of the day, but we can agree to, to restart the relationship. And a visual that Blythe and I have given in the book that might help this along, to your point, Charlotte, um, when people are trying to either not take responsibility or take responsibility, we have given the visual of two cups bumping, and what comes out is what is in each one's heart. In other words, um, we love, don't we? Proverbs 4.23, which says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Mm-hmm. Um, we unfortunately sometimes spend a, decades blaming and shaming the other person when <laughs> what's coming out of our cup is ours. Um, my dear mother used to say, you make me so mad inferring that I had caused her anger. I'm sure I bumped her cup, but what came out of her cup, her heart, was hers. And that's just a visual for our boundaries with one another. And But that's what makes the rescue so wonderful, is that if we can stop blaming and shaming one another and look at our own hearts, God says that um, we'll stay a victim if we continue to do blaming and shaming. But if we um, quit that (laughs) and take care of our own issues, we can humbly come to the the mother or daughter and say, you know, we do disagree about these things, but, and right now our relationship is a little messy, but um, can we start over? Yes. And mother's sentences like that are in the in the book such as um what do you need to see from me or what do you need us to do do you think for things to be better that they're just some very open open invitations to start back and the one the mother daughter that starts the reconciliation is our hero yes (laughs) and you know Helen and Blythe um my own counselor, I will never forget him talking when my husband and I were in counseling and, and Blythe and I were talking before we started recording that listeners, if any of you are tuning in and maybe you just are listening for empty nesting and you're not a mother of a daughter or these wonderful things that we'll get to are applicable to any kind of relationship. But mm-hmm. I loved that my counselor said, you know, that we all are fascinated by those rows and rows and rows of swirling dominoes that go all around and how fun it is when they tip that one domino and the whole chain reaction starts but nothing happens unless something tips. And Mm -hmm. I would rather be the tipping domino in a relationship and try. And so for those of you listeners that, that need an image, I encourage you, we prayed for all of you before we started recording, that you will have Jesus holding your hand, helping you lean in to tip the domino that could start a lot of wonderful change in your relationship. And I love the image of, of cups bumping. And Helen, you're so transparent to talk about that you have a story that was very difficult growing up. And, and for you to offer that authentically will help a lot of readers who will have that similar story and how you, you got there. I mentioned to you, Helen, you have a lot of similarities with my mother and how she had to learn that so much of what my grandmother carried was not because of my mother. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. One of the key words that I thought you shared so well, um, Charlotte, was how do you initiate restoration yes. with a mother or daughter? Because so many times we're waiting for the other person to come to us. And I can't tell you how many times, even in my own mothering with my daughters, if I am expecting them to come to me at their tender ages of you know teen and preteen to say, mom, I'm sorry, I was wrong to do that. 
I'm probably going to be waiting for a long time. Sure. But when I can go to bed and say, guys, I did not handle this morning very well with you when we were getting ready for school. And when I initiate that opportunity and we live in the same house. So, um, so some people may not even live in the same house with a mother or daughter. And that feels like, ah, I don't know if I could initiate this, but I, I choose to like have a heart of humility Mm -hmm. because I know that I'm probably not going to get a closer relationship with my daughters unless I initiate what I need to initiate with them is a lot of times it's asking for forgiveness for how something I've said or how I've acted. And so I, I love that you brought that out because I think that it, we can wait a long time for someone to initiate, but we are, as mom said, we're the heroes and we're the initiator. We're in a place of, um, of real intentionality. And, you know, sometimes what we've, we've told women to have asked about is that even if the other person is clearly in the wrong and you're maybe 5% wrong yes. and they're 95% wrong, well, what opportunity for you to be the one in the minority um, to initiate asking for forgiveness for your part of whatever may have gone wrong in your relationship or your lost conversation or the months that have been between you yes. and to just take your part in that and to say, I am so sorry. I God showed me that this is what I've done and this is how I've thought about you or our relationship. And will you forgive me? Um, that initiation is so powerful that it really does reap really positive rewards in your relationship. And it's, you know, it's so hard because you want to stay in that 95, 5% or 60, 40 or 80, 20, and I'm not going to budge. And it's just (laughs) so we do, we all do this, but I'd love if you can just imagine a line in the sand. And, and we talked about this on another podcast, not a lot of archeological digging into the, how did you get here and why but are you both at a place or can you get to a place with the Lord's help to step over that sand and forgive? And, and you all talk about three types of forgiveness. Can you all elaborate on that a bit? Um, I'd be glad to. Um, The first is that terrible um, knowing (laughs) that we have sinned against God. So uh, we know to ask forgiveness at an important time in our life and invite him in as Savior and Lord of our mess. And so that's that forgiveness. And then the next is <clears throat> when you know that you've hurt someone, uh, we encourage people to go to him and say, as Blythe modeled it a few minutes ago, um, you know, I I have wronged you by blank. And Uh, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And those three elements are very powerful. Then the third version is, is forgiving somebody. In other words, this other person really is the one that needs to ask your forgiveness. (laughs) They have wronged you, but you go and you give forgiveness. And that is the radical message of the gospel, isn't it? And it's, it's wonderful. And I love what life and you shared, Charlotte, about this person that's um, initiating the the relationship repair. Um, I was thinking yesterday about that 5% person. And I was thinking, you know, we can always say, you know, I was wrong to expect um, our relationship to be um, self-sustaining and because we all know that expectations really kill a relationship so you know if you sadly um, a lot of people don't feel like they've done anything wrong in a duo relationship but you can always um, remember that you've had some uh, unrealistic expectations. Well, so. and it's also, I think, where people are spiritually with maturity. I was talking about this topic with my 28-year-old oldest daughter, who's a mental health therapist, and, and we were talking about how spiritual maturity, you could very easily have a relationship where the younger daughter is in a healthier spiritual place, and yet it's mm-hmm. it's strange because that person could be 20 or 30 years younger and and I'm, I'm in the middle, my age is in the middle of all of, of you two ladies. And boy, the maturity and the growth that comes with walking with Christ at any age, it, it, you can have all these things at play. 
And the other thing we were talking about is forgiveness of ourselves and, you know, people that operate in shame and, and think they can never make it up again. There's a lot of forgiving of yourself and things too. Wouldn't you say Helen is an older woman? Oh, yes, absolutely. And um, I want to add one quick thing to our prior discussion in this wonderful day of uh, communication albeit um, sort of counterfeit at times, but there are many ways that we can deliver these messages to the person we want to reconcile with. In other words, we can do the phone, we can do FaceTime uh, on the phone, uh, we can text, we can email, we can do videos or photos, um, an old-fashioned letter, or what we're uh, doing just now, a Zoom. Uh, in other words, <clears throat> as God gives you the um, the right um, first words to the person you want to reconcile with or be restored to, um, there are lots of choices, aren't there? Yes, and we are so grateful. Technology can be such a blessing in that uh, in that regard. And we were talking about um, boundaries and guidelines. And this book, you all, is. Uh, completely chock full of some boundaries and guidelines. And I know we want to go back to the forgiveness and the type to just reiterate that you can, you can receive healing even if the relationship is not restored. And Blythe touched on that earlier, that it, you may have to do that and walk in that on your own for a little while, but mm -hmm. they have some wonderful guidelines and boundaries that mothers and daughters can set to protect it from distrust and damage. And I'd love for you all to talk about that a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I'll just point out here, and it's, you know, it's hard for us to not be in control, isn't it? And um, when our world was out of control, um, it's so hard to not want to just control other people, our families, um, the traffic, you know. So, but here, here where it comes into relationships that mom and I have really, leaned into in that we don't have control over other people. We didn't have control over um, what someone else says to us, but we do have control over what we do. And so, you know, our ability to forgive others, our ability to have some healthy guidelines of our relationship really does fall into our court. And that's where I think the people that have good relationships and ongoing good relationships with their spouse or with their children is because they've seen that being in relationship is better than being in control. So in other words, one, you know, one good guideline to start with would be, you know, how can we release the need to be right and be present in the relationship? Because as mom said earlier, expectations really do hurt a relationship. Yes. And so releasing that need to be right is so important. Um, and then another area is just asking permission. If you can share something with your mother or daughter, rather than just like diving in and giving them a laundry list of all the things that they are not doing well, or the things that have hurt you, but, um, maybe you have some ideas of what things can look like that would be better between you. But instead of saying, you know, you should do that, or mm -hmm. I could have done that is to be able to say, are you okay with me making a couple of suggestions or is it okay if I share some feedback with you? So the tone and a voice, but also our words matter so much. And I have found this to be true with my girls um, and even my son that when I ask permission to give advice without just launching in and giving advice, they're so much more apt to take it than if I were to just say, this is what you should do. And yes. I see you needing to have this. So I think that those are just a couple of things that I have seen really work for our family. Oh, I, I, I love that. I talked with our oldest daughter. Like I said, she's a mental health professional. And, and I said, Kate, can you tell me about what, when you hear the word boundaries, what, what do you think? And she said the very first thing, I thought this was so smart. She said, try not to be offended if somebody even needs a boundary because that word makes you think, oh gosh, you know, you think of these lines of demarcation. And she said, I love this. Listen to this girls. She said, it's not the great wall of China. A boundary is a drawbridge 
And it's less about blocking the person, but more about what are you allowing on your island? And I wrote that down. I thought that was so beautiful to think about it as a drawbridge. Mm -hmm. We we talk about that in the book. We talk about the bridge between you because, um, and even we look at how Old Testament walls were used. Um, and if you look back at the context, walls were built to help fortify a city, to protect what was inside the city um, from the enemy that was on the outside. Well, when we put walls up around our relationship, that doesn't help our relationship. That actually hurts our relationship. Um, that keeps us out from each other. So we don't want to have um, walls that um, that keep out the heart between us. We, we want, yes, there to be a protection within um, of what we're sharing with each other. So that's why it's important to, to ask, is it okay for us to talk right now? Because sometimes a person is going through something and you're not going to be able to break down a wall that they might have or a, a boundary that they have in that moment that might not even be related to you, yes. but this person is feeling something. And so to try to enter into that, they might throw up a bigger wall. Um, so I think timing is certainly key and knowing if this isn't a good time, then maybe we could talk later, you know, giving them an out, um, I try not to force myself on mom or on my kids to say, you need to answer this right now, or I'm going to spend time with you, or I'm going to talk to you about this. Um, but, but really having a, a sense of when is the best time for this other person to talk, not just because I want to get it off my chest, but when will it be a good time to just engage yes. with each other for the sense of the relationship? And, and Blythe, I'm a little further along. I love that you have your girls at home. Oh, if I could tell them sometimes, I'm like, if I could just dial back and redo mm -hmm. some things. So I love how you shared the word over love. So that's, it makes it sound a little, a little nicer, Helen, because I had <laughs> good intentions, but I, I've suffered and, and had issues with control my whole life. It's, there's a lot of personality type in there. There's just some, you know, some things that are not, um, we're not healed till we get to heaven. So I've always dealt with that. But our youngest daughter, I love what she said. She said um, a healthy boundary that she really enjoyed was that I respected some time that she needed. And it was through probably some hard conversations where she realized that she needed to tell me that first thing in the morning um, was not the best time to talk about anything. And when you get those poor kids in the car, they may need that drive home from school to decompress and just not launch into tell me everything about your day. And so she needed 30 minutes to reset, maybe have a little coffee in the morning or right after school. She just needed that room time. She was overloaded with sports or school. And we had to talk about that because I was, I'm also a very highly sensitive person. So I would take that like she didn't want to talk to me. Well, really she did. She just needed to decompress. And it was things like that, that had we not talked about them, it could have really drawn a wedge, I think, between us and put that wall up. Any thoughts about that, y'all? That's wonderful. And uh, you're very sensitive to their needs and that's the best place of all you know uh control is a, a terrible monster that wiggles into our relationships and you know it's fear-based mm -hmm. isn't it yes and, and insecurity uh, for me i was a lot more secure if i knew what was going on and i i had to confess my own insecurity when when that person uh, whether it's you me or <laughs> uh, others uh, since that control taking over, um, if we can remember that it's about fear and the, but the white knuckling that we do in relationships when that comes into our, our um, day is it's just a terrible thing. It's uh, but we can stop it. In other words, when we have a sense we're doing it, we can say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm white knuckling. I'm trying to control you and the message, etc." And I, I am so happy that God taught me that principle when, when my children left the college, because the, I think the one redeeming thing I did, I was at the start of a journey, not the end of it, but yes. Maybe the best thing I knew to do was to to ask my children when they sensed any control on my part for them to, I said, 
please say, Mom, I really sent some control here. And as best I know, they never said it to me, but I gave them permission to uh, correct me in that if they heard it. I let them know that that was an issue uh, that I was starting to see in my life. I mean, here are my two favorite little people leaving the empty nest. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that certainly is what pushes the, the control button. You you know, that's just a natural uh, instinct. But anyway, if we can be open to those that we love and say, you know, I'm starting to see this issue in my life and I don't want to be this way, would you help me by saying, Mom, I sense some control here. So I and that's I joined a wonderful Blythe. thing. And Blythe, it takes, I mean, it's not easy to do either on your part. I was thinking about my girls. We're trying to evolve and grow and be the best that we can be. And, and it's really a neat thing because my two girls are similar in a lot of ways, but also very different. I did, I think it's mother daughter. It was a national daughter's day just the other day. So we're mm-hmm. also coming off that. And I have, I thought to myself, I have one that loves the mountains, one that loves the beach and, you know, here we are, but they have my permission to say, and they do this. I, I love when they say, Hey mom, how's your self care going? <laughs> because they'll know that maybe I have too many things going and I'm dropping some balls. And I appreciate when they can see that and, and just gently ask me, how's it going? Cause it's probably not going so well, or they wouldn't be asking, you know, that's great. You know, it, yeah, it's, we, we've all learned from our past and we're, you know, we're looking forward at how, how can I go through this next season more prepared? Because I think whether, um, you have children that are out of the home or children that are still in the home. Um, we just want to learn from what we've done. And I think the thing with mom, with her mom was that she recognized that her mom put words on her that were not true and that were very hurtful. Mm -hmm. And so it could have affected her ability to mother me and my brother, but mom chose to not let that generational pattern come into our relationships. And so as a mom, I have learned so much from my mom, so many things that I have brought into, you know, my role as a mom. And I think that that's so important for us to remember that whether or not you've had a good relationship with your mom, that you can start where you are today. Like maybe in the last 24 hours, you you're listening to this and you've had a not good exchange with your mom, or maybe your mom is not even in your life anymore. Maybe the, your mom um, physically has distanced herself or may is no longer living, but you still can go to God and say, God, I long for a restoration of my heart. Um, because for some women, they're not going to get the opportunity to go and have these conversations with their mom. Um, but, but there is still a healing that God can do in your heart when you're honest before God and just asking him, God, I need you to do the ultimate here. I need you to restore my heart so that I can be a good mom. So I can be a good role model to my girls because we, we tend to forget too, that we're not just modeling what it means to be daughter and mother, it's that we're also modeling what it means to be a daughter of God. And so if we're looking at him as the example of ultimate love and sacrifice, we can go to him and ask, ask him to give us what we humanly can take on and, and, and inject into our relationships. And it's just so good to remember, we're not doing this in our own power. God hasn't called us to just muster up this deep, deep faith without providing the Holy Spirit in our lives to help us in every area. The Holy Spirit serves as the counselor and and is the one that we cry out to, to intercede for us. So I just think it's so important that we remember that one, we don't have to continue the patterns that we've lived in. And number two, we're not doing this on our own power because we all know how difficult it is to get through a day just by our own energy, by our own power. It really comes through a relationship with God. Oh, and it, we have to tap into the right, still small voice. And Blythe and I share a a great love of um, sweet Stacey Eldridge, who's been on my podcast. And it was at one of their conferences that was so freeing. And I, I looked around the room and saw people just, they just couldn't believe that they had the permission to break these generational patterns that are in families, that we have the power that we can tap into to bring the Lord into that. 
And the other thing that's so beautiful that we can be taught is that when you think about a generational tree and all these branches and all these things that we all have on our tree, alcoholism, mental health issues, dysfunction, that we are a direct branch to the heavenly father. And so for those whose parents have passed away or whose mom is not here anymore, just remember that you are a daughter of the most high King. And that generational pattern is of health and wellness and wholeness. And in that you can offer that to your children. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things when we look at the generational patterns, a lot of times, um, we don't even recognize that we have taken on some of those same things that have, um, that we've had really, that we've said out loud, even, I don't ever want to become that. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to have anxiety or fear. Mm -hmm. And yet we find ourselves in that place. And so, you know, back to the Holy spirit, I do recommend that people ask the Holy spirit to show you those unhealed places yes. in your, in your heart. And, um, and even the, the lack in your life, some areas that, that it might be, we've made an agreement with and believe it's true, maybe a lack of self-worth or a lack of the ability to be loved. Um, and even, you know, sometimes there's something that we just need to, need to sit down with and say, what is the lie that I'm believing about some area that I'm lacking or that I'm not measuring up to? Because sometimes we're striving to be a better mom, but we, we can't really go beyond where we are because we're not addressing what yeah. is that lie that I'm believing that I'm yes. believing there's a lack in my life. And mom, I know you can say more about that, but I, I think that's the worry and the lack and the fear is what helps us to identify how to break some of those generational family patterns. And looking in the mirror can be one of the hardest yet most, um, it takes a lot of strength to really look in and see the truth that, that you ask the Lord to reveal to you. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. So Helen, how about disarming warfare and just some tips that you can give some mothers? I'm hoping that we have different ages that are tuning into this and any thoughts about just disarming warfare and having a healthy relationship if you're the mother that needs to make the move? Yes, <laughs> I'd love to share that. Um, first, I'm going to tell you a little joke. Did you hear the story about the woman who went to the doctor and realized she gained 10 pounds, but she said, I'm sure it's my spiritual armor. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. She'd been studying Ephesians 6, of course. Well, it, it is our, very needful, our armor this day and time. And, you know, I'll, Blythe and I have cherished many verses, a lot of strong verses to get us through the last four years. Um, four years ago, I was given uh, a diagnosis of stage three lymphoma. Mm -hmm. And do you know this, this week, um, the doctor said there's no sign of cancer whatsoever. Oh, so Lord. what a victory. What a, what, how wonderful that you can share that with us. Thank you. Well, thank you. So we have really rested on many, many verses. Psalm 91, that whole psalm has just been under my wing the whole four years. But I'd have to say at my lowest point, and here's my point, <laughs> at at my lowest points in the last four years, uh, I've really lived off. I've been fumes and ashes. Uh, I mean, it, the chemo girls that, that I got to see again this last week with this great diagnosis said, oh, Helen, you were really on thin ice. So all that to Wonderful. say that it's been very difficult. But here's... If I could do a drum roll, here it is. Gratitude has been my rescue at my lowest point these last four years. What has been the greatest breakthrough and put me in the best aggressive, aggressive spiritual warfare position has been gratitude. Mm -hmm. When I, <clears throat> I hate to say that I've been a Christian for 50 something years and and I'm just now learning this, but I was in such a desperate place. I only could worship. I would turn on music and read verses. And I, <clears throat> But worship is what drew me close to the Father. And, and that has been my secret weapon is gratitude. So 
you know, I, I know that we all are facing some anxious times for lots of reasons, but yes, we have got to hold close to the vine. We do. <laughs> and I, I love the quote I heard one time. It's very difficult to worry and worship at the same time. And if we can give yeah. our hearts over to worship, hopefully it will cancel out some of that worry. I hate that we have to wrap up. I want to make sure that we cover a couple things and then give you all both some parting thoughts. But one thing I wanted to share with listeners as I was really praying about this podcast and thinking about um, whether you're the daughter or the mother and, and you're envisioning each other, one of the greatest things a counselor helped me with many years ago was in any relationship that needs work or that needs help, if you can imagine the cross of Christ between you and that person and everything traveling across that cross, and you know that the middle point of that cross goes straight to heaven, and that is your common denominator, that you have a father on the throne that is overseeing that relationship. It can even change how your voice sounds when you talk to that person. So I love my, my accountability partner, and I say that a lot of times if we have to hang up and dealing with something frustrating, we'll just say nothing but the cross of Christ with that person and try to have that. Um, that can disarm the warfare too, even just the visual of that. And I want to make sure that you all have a minute for just your biggest takeaways. Listeners, there's so much in this book. You just My hope is that you'll just finish the podcast and go order the book and that you will offer more than you expect to receive, that you have the Christ, the eyes of Christ in and his heartbeat, then you can love like him. And my favorite quote um, from your book, girls, I know there's a lot of them, but I love this quote. This says, there isn't room for codependence in a relationship where two individuals are dependent on God, not the other to fill them up. That's, that was just beautiful. And I love that. I might put that on a bookmark, but would you all share some parting <laughs> thoughts um, and what you hope your readers will take away and then we'll wrap up. Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking about the idea of being filled up right when you were sharing that, but I would, I would just say that what I have learned um, and seen true in my own journey as a daughter and a mother is that restoration with people, a mother, daughter, spouse restoration with people was never meant to fill us, but we are built for relationships and mothers and daughters are one of the most tender, vulnerable relationships. Um, and sometimes we don't get the mending that we hope for in this life, but we can sure attempt it. We can do everything possible for us to say, I'm moving towards the other person. I'm going to do what I can to make sure that I've owned my part of the relationship and that I'm coming to them with open hands saying, what do you think we need to do to make our relationship better? And, and there's really nothing lost when we do that, except for our pride. Um, and so God is the one who was meant to fill us in our relationships, but we do get the opportunity to reach out to the other person and we're going to find our completeness in God, but we are called to reach out and do our part in the mending. Um, I just really believe that's a scriptural principle. Yes. Be the domino listeners. You can do it and pray that have strength to do it. And Helen, how about some parting thoughts? Well, I'm echoing Blythe. I t yes, we were built for relationships and that that's why it feels so awful when things are not repaired. So uh, in, in line with what Blythe just shared, God really has built us to be repairs of the breach. Read again, Isaiah 58, 12. He calls us to do that, to be restorers. So we encourage uh, your listeners to seize the day and seize the opportunity. Ephesians 6, we just talked about, verse 13 is so powerful. It says, and having done all to stand. And you want to know that you've done all that you could to, to start the restoring process. It's God's job to 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 do the work and to finish it. But if you your your part is to open wide the door and and be brave. <laughs> yes. And you know, a thought so, I just have too is is you don't have to do this perfectly, listeners. Those right. of you that are dialed in and read scripture, look at all of the amazingly flawed, imperfect people that 
God used to do work for his kingdom. And I do want to read a little bit on the back of this book before we wrap up. This says, Mended gives you conversation starters to speak life into your relationship with your mother or daughter. Discover powerful words that usher in healing for wounded hearts. Rebuild, restore, and reconcile your connection. Sign me up for that, right, y'all? And this says, (laughs) um, set new patterns going forward. As you find common ground, put your relationship ahead of your differences. That is so key right there. Learn what to say when you don't know how to say. And like we've shared, they have these free printables. You can print out. You can have some guidelines of how to get those conversations going. And that's at the um, OurMendedHearts.com. And then grow closer when you do hard things together. So my prayer, listeners, is that you do the hard thing. Um, that you sign up to do it and don't be surprised or discouraged. Uh, and I love this. It takes, it takes more than one round of prayer. It takes more than one day to get you out of something that might've taken years, um, that, that it's taken to get into and Christ will come for the deeper healing. Ladies, I can't thank you enough. This is going to be um, such a wonderful, I pray, uh, the beginning of the healing and the and many relationships all over our globe being mended. And I just, I thank you for your wonderful book. Oh, thank you so thanks. much. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share. And we, um, we will be praying for the women that are listening um, and the men even too, just that God would continue to work in your, in your hearts and your lives because he's not finished. Um, someone said, if it's not good yet, then God's not finished. And not everything always turns out the way we would hope, but you know what? There's a lot that can happen that we don't see that God's on the other side of. So um, just a good reminder for us to keep pressing in. Yes. Keep pressing in. And Helen, thank you to uh, readers. You'll really enjoy Helen and her authenticity about her own mother and how that story has been woven in. So I hope you all will encourage that. I I hope you all will be encouraged by that and just enjoy the book. And ladies, thank you again. Thank you so much for your time, for your hearts, and that you recorded all of it. I have a a great uh, (laughs) respect for anybody now that I'm looking into the world of publishing that has actually has a book out there. It's, It's a wonderful thing. And thank you so much. Thank you, Charlotte, so much. Thank you. Listeners, uh, go to their website and stay tuned for more. Season three is underway. We have some wonderful guests that will be coming on to offer encouragement and purpose and passion for this stage of life. And I appreciate all of you and think of you often as I prepare for the podcast. And thank you for your support. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And before I sign off, I just wanted to remind you that these two books, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters and I Love You, Mom, are available for purchase on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Christian Book Distributors. I Love You, Mom is a great gift for Mother's Day. I think your mom would love it, and she would love it if you filled it out and wrote a note in the beginning, and then she could write her own sentiments at the end. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Thanks again for listening. And I just care about all of you so much and love communicating with you. Thanks for tuning in to Empty Nest Guests.